Hey there, it's Erica and Steph, and this is Sit Back and Listen. We're so excited to catch up with you. So grab a glass and join us for Girls Night. It's Wine Down Wednesday. Hello. Hello. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Sit Back and Listen. I wanted to start off by thanking everyone who listened to our first episode and sent us encouraging messages. Steph, I think I sent this to you that Andrew had texted after the first episode. And he literally said, how on earth did you manage to sleep through a final and still get an A? (laughs) (laughs) And so we talked about that. And he ended it with, that's ridiculous. Wonder what else I'll find out about you from this podcast. So so I'm hoping that everyone finds out more about each other, like during this podcast episode. That was so cool. I love that. So without further ado, let's get started into our next episode. Steph, do you want to start us off with what you're drinking today? Yeah, today I am drinking my favorite Moscato ever. It's called Bartonura. Ashley, you know, girl, this is our (laughs) go-to. So, it's great. Awesome. What about you? I'm having some rosé. I'm going to totally butcher the pronunciation of <laughs> this okay. part, But it's Comanderie de la Bergerbonne. It's French. It's from- Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I thought I was in Paris yeah. for a hot second, my girl. Um, But I got it because it was sustainably grown, and I love anything from France. So, today's episode is going to be on self-love and learning how to love ourselves so I thought that this one was going to be a really cool episode just to like reflect on the journeys that we've each had for that that we both had yeah um it's been a long yeah especially in the past couple years I feel like we've come a long way in the way that we view ourselves and our mindsets have gotten a lot healthier yeah and changed so much from when we met each other to where we are now oh we were like different people for real But I, the way I broke out kind of the way I see loving myself into kind of three different areas. So into really what I put into my body and just being more self-conscious around that. What I put into my brain, like the language that I, Mm -hmm. the messaging that I take in and what I say as well. And then what I surround myself by in terms of just like friendships and stuff. And in terms of what I put into my body, part of it's food, but part of it's also like the drinking. There was definitely a lot of going out. There was a lot more wine nights and like nights out. That were just like really not healthy for me. And I think we're rooted in kind of just like not having as much confidence in myself and feeling like I needed to be more drunk in order to just feel more comfortable. And like it was so unhealthy to have that mindset in terms of needing to escape. Like I just didn't love, you know, where I was in life and the way I saw myself. And so by drinking, I would go into this more of a carefree situation. And when I would drink too much, it just changed who I was. And it wasn't who I was and it was rooted Mm -hmm. in this bad image of myself and so when I moved to New Jersey that's really when I wanted to make that change from the hectic busy and going out lifestyle to just spending more time with myself and in the beginning Mm -hmm. I saw it more as like a punishment to myself like Erica you need a time out and you need to just go to Jersey (laughs) 
Jersey, Jersey was not ever anywhere I thought that I would go to. You know, from the you know in the beginning, I was yeah. I would always call it Dirty Jers, and like <laughs> a lot of people do. It's fine. It's actually the muscle of America. But <laughs> But I ended up really learning to love that alone time with myself. And I wouldn't completely seclude myself from others. Like I would still go out, but it just would be rooted in more of just wanting to embrace like and enjoy time with friends and spend time with myself. And so it changed over the last couple of years trying to transition from, you know, being really conscious of what I was putting into my body. And like alcohol was a big component Mm -hmm. of that. And then food was also when I would go into huge like fat diet i was vegan for like two months or um, then i tried keto for like actually i think a week (laughs) maybe (laughs) erica did like dirty keto where it's like this is keto friendly the carbs are through the roof (laughs) but it's keto-ish it was was keto-ish dirty keto is a thing some people do it and it works keto for a week isn't even keto (laughs) i was nowhere close to being a ketosis i just had a high fat intake she went on a high fat diet for a week <laughs> but i think i really did lose some weight on it That's i lost good. like four pounds and then i was like you know what this is unsustainable yeah what? really from a yeah. week that's crazy it was probably maybe it could have been and so i've tried to be more balanced in what i take in like i don't give myself as many restrictions as i used to because before i would do even when i think you started doing fasting and then i tried to do it with you it wasn't sustainable i would put these huge dietary restrictions on myself that i would completely fail after a couple days or a month or two months and it just wasn't a long-term solution for my house so I started to just be more conscious of that and what ended up helping me transition out of those pieces was part of it was actually Adam because he helped me with like learning to just accept yourself and not needing alcohol for a lot of things so I would definitely say he was such a great support and like talking me through that and like the phases and like not making me feel weird about it and then Mm -hmm. the other piece I would say would be through my face like after I started getting more involved in this like new church that I started going to in the city and just trying to build a closer right. relationship with God, I started to see myself as not all these other labels that I had put on myself, but rather as just a daughter of God and knowing that I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. but that he still loves me and that he's made me the way I am just because that's the way he sees me and he sees me perfectly and that I have to embrace those pieces or the flaws that I thought I had that are really just, they're just who I am. And like, I can't try to be whatever society thinks is perfect because I'll never be happy with that. So I think that that, that's really bad. And I think you've seen my journey kind of go through that. I remember when I first started saying that I wanted to get closer to God, I remember being freaked out. I didn't want to really tell my friends. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, I'm going to be that weird church girl. And I didn't (laughs) want to be the weird church girl. No, I never thought you were a weird church girl. It was really exciting to see you experience for faith because I knew that we came from similar religious backgrounds but it was never like a main focus of yours so to see you get really involved with that church and get into it like on your own time too was inspiring like we have had so many conversations related to religion that I haven't had in years you know 
And it, you kept a really open mind about everything, and it was really fun to have those conversations, and I think it helped both of us grow. I remember in the beginning, I was like, is it something that I talk about? Should I not? Like, is it weird to bring up? Like, then I came to, like, a point, a realization, like, you know what? Like, this is who I am. Like, I can't hide who I am from my friends. And if they think that I'm, like, weird because of it, or, you know, they're not supportive, then, like, that just shows that, like, maybe they're not the friends that I need right now. And I I was so happy and it just was so refreshing having shared it with my friends and having you and Ness encouraging me through it and happy for me. And it just made me realize that I had put all this stress or doubt into myself. It was just my Mm -hmm. own negative talk that kind of built that insecurity that should have never existed because you guys are my friends and I love you guys and you love me. And I think with that is like what I'm putting into my own head, like the information that I'm taking in like negative talk I think really does have such a bad impact on your self-image and so most of the accounts that I follow yeah. on Instagram because I'm always on Instagram um is mostly like really <laughs> positive kind of Instagram accounts that are just like either funny or that just have more of a positive spin than like I know there's some accounts that like right. are funny but they're more they're funny because they speak negatively about a situation or like and don't get me wrong I think they're hilarious but I try not to have that being overpowered presence on my Instagram feed so like some of the good ones that I love Will Smith his content is hilarious he is so funny follow him on Instagram stuff his stuff is so hilarious also pretty cities New York which has beautiful New York City spots. And like seeing that just like just it's beautiful imagery that has this kind of like reassuring sense of positivity that like fills up, I feel like my feed with with good stuff. And then the last one I really like is A-O-L-A now, Aola now. Anyway, she's like an illustrator. And some of like that one's really cute too. You should follow that one because that one has it. Yeah. it's kind of like a motivating one through like simple illustrations when like there was this really cute one the other day it's a huge like coffee pot and then a little like girl like trying to like stand on it or like drink from it and it was like Monday feeling or like something that just kind of like yes we get it Monday's stressful and it sucks but it's kind of like this it's a validation kind of for your feelings while also being like Mm -hmm. supportive and encouraging so trying to just feel more positivity in my general space and that's like inclusive of like my friends and people that I surround myself with I think it's so important that if you want to have a good image of yourself you need to be surrounded by people who reflect that good image as well like you can't be surrounding yourself with people who you can't expect that and then surround yourself with people who don't do that for you because it's just going to be an uphill battle and you're never going to get there because you're always going to be filled with doubt if other people are like you know not bringing that positivity and that like self-love that you need like to you exactly yeah Yeah. so that's been pretty much I'm still like learning how to navigate it and like I'm still you know I'm definitely some days stronger in my faith than others but it's 
a journey and I continue wanting to just surround myself with positivity but also making sure that I'm doing that for others like I definitely never want to be someone Mm -hmm. who brings negativity to someone else's life either like I just feel like it's not necessary and just trying to spread the love you know so it's quarantine's been nice because it's I agree you get to spend a lot of time with yourself oh yeah a little bit more than you need I actually have a lot of really similar things to say with what you said so talking about like years ago growing up I've always had like a weird almost Mm. identity complex with myself in terms of self-love because I grew up in an area where I was one of very few people of my ethnicity and I didn't see a lot of representation of people who look like me in the movies I watched or shows I watched so I Mm. felt almost excluded for a lot of things and since I was I mean, as little as I could remember, it was always like, your hair is so gorgeous. Your hair is so long. And so my identity mm. became my hair. And so like growing up, like even until recently, even yeah. when it came to like relationships, it's always like, oh, your hair is so long. I like it when yeah. it's down. And so it's been weird to like go through yeah. a bunch of hair phases where it's like, I'm doing this because this is the only attractive thing about me. It's the only thing oh. that people really compliment. And it became like the sole identity of me. And now I just throw it up <laughs> in a bun because like, care but yeah it you know it's hard to identify what you see valuable in yourself if you put so much emphasis Mm -hmm. on what other people have to say about you you know and then come a few years later like a few years ago I started to care a lot less about what other people thought but I refocused that energy into the people I considered most important in my life and that goes back to what you said about who you surround yourself with kind of defines your identity, you know, because in terms of sense of humor, I love yeah. to laugh things off. Like, I'd rather we all make a joke about something that upsets me or really, like, hammers yeah. down on something that's raw than sit down and say, hey, can we not do that? Because yeah. that kind of hurts my feelings. So it became a really bad habit of mine to just speak negatively about mm-hmm. myself all the time because my friends were doing it, everyone around me was doing it, so it's not a big deal. But in doing so, that also changed what I found really appealing because the crazier the story, yeah. the funner the time, you know? And so you start to do a lot of things that are usually yeah. it would be out of character just because it's like, you're going through, again, an identity crisis. You just don't know what makes you happy because you're using other people's definition of yourself to find happiness. And so I got really caught up with what specific people thought about me. And that's just toxic. You know, it's just not healthy. So during that time, like within the past year, I've had a lot of ups and downs, especially with, you know, certain people that have come and gone into my life. And when things came to light, I just felt really hurt. And I wanted the people who hurt me to feel hurt. And my ego was through the roof. Like, I was just way too proud to cope with the thought that people could do me so wrong and then go about their lives happily, unbothered. And I have to pick up the pieces myself, you know, because that's hard. So I'm not the only one where you're in a situation and you forgive people to keep them in your life because you consider them fun or important. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I mean, family, friends too, you know, they all count. Toxic people are toxic people. And you overlook things and you forgive them again and again. But at what point do you get tired of holding up broken pieces? You know, like when do you stop laying bricks down on a broken home? Yeah. And I think that that was something that was happening you know, for a long, it just had to happen for a long time. You had been 
comfortable allowing mm-hmm. that. And I, you and I have had a couple conversations around that too, that yes, you can't control other people's behavior, but you can control what you do or don't allow into your space. Exactly. And it's going to be hard, especially if there's someone that you've shared a lot of really great moments with or family, you know, there's blood ties. Mm-hmm. So like it makes it, it's never going to be easy. But, you know, there's been a couple of times like in previous friendships where we just have grown apart because people change and grow. Like you and I were talking about how you and I are nothing like we were when we first met. And sometimes you, you evolve and you grow together. And sometimes you evolve and you grow apart. And that's totally okay. Everyone has their own journey. But if you are growing together and it's not helping, then it's not going to be good for you. Like it's it's unhealthy to continue to allow that into it. And I think you're right. It's about having those. It's sitting and having the uncomfortable conversation with yourself sometimes in terms of sitting with a decision on what do I do and what am I okay with and what am I not okay with because yes I think I would see that a lot you would certain friends like Mm -hmm. outside of just like you know relationships romantic or not um just in general there were certain behaviors that you would get frustrated about and always vent about but it would like then that would be like, that would be your solution. And then it would happen again and same thing. And it would be a repeated behavior. And I don't think it was until you decided to make a decision for what you were or were not okay with. And I was so proud of you because I feel like part of it wasn't even, it wasn't even the other person's fault completely because they didn't know how you were feeling. Like you weren't vocalizing that yet. Like they just thought because you were allowing it that it was okay and that you didn't have an issue with it. And I think it wasn't until after you vocalized it express yourself that some people either came back and wanted to build upon that or didn't and that no, was exactly kind of the just answer, dealing with all that know? like you were saying how you need to sit with yourself and have a conversation mm-hmm. about things that within itself is hard because it hurts because certain truths come to light you know when a person's honesty comes out and when those people are the closest to you, you start to question honesty as a whole And then you question your worth because if they didn't want me, was I ever wanted? You know, and again, this isn't just relationships. You question your value as a human being when the people you love suddenly make you feel like they've stabbed you in the back. But like in trying to convince someone that you're worthy in their eyes will destroy yourself. It's just complete self-sabotage, you know? So not knowing how to deal with this negative kind of mindset leads to self-medicating like you were speaking Mm -hmm. about. And it puts you in a state of being able to ignore things and table them because it's easier in the moment, but not the long run. Because in separating yourself from reality, you prevent yourself from being mindful, you know, and figuring out how to heal properly from whatever the Mm -hmm. situation is you're going through. So after all that being done, you know, like time has passed. I think the biggest thing that's helped me out is self-reflection and like asking yourself, you know, what are your faults? Because no one person is without faults and I've had to realize that about myself so I think it's important to identify yours put a lot of energy into bettering yourself and then just spending that time to improve yourself as a person and then second I think that people should keep in mind 
In this day and age, at our age, you should never have to sit a grown man or woman down and explain to them that you should be treated with decency. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it is your responsibility to make sure that you respect yourself enough to show them how you should be treated from day one. Yes. Preach, girl. (laughs) Preach. Yes. But yeah, you need to teach people who you surround yourself with how to love you through your own example. Because if you don't love yourself, how is anyone supposed to show you real fulfilling love? Because you got to wind it back a couple steps, you know, and fill in those gaps before letting other people in because filling holes with people isn't a permanent fix to internal emptiness. You need to mend yourself because, you know, when you're like on a plane and they're like, oh, put your oxygen mask Mm -hmm. on before helping the person next to you. Apply that to real life, because if you don't learn to breathe on your own, everyone's going to suffocate because you're not stable enough to help others if you're not stable enough to stay on your own. All you're doing is focused on putting on a mask and helping another person breathe. Well, guess what? You're out of luck because you're you have you have no (laughs) oxygen and like, great, you've helped this person. And like now you're you're down like you can both you have Mm -hmm. to serve yourself first in order to be able to serve others. Exactly. So yeah, now I try to maintain and spread the mindset that you have to be you have to know how amazing you are, you know, Mm -hmm. remind yourself that you are intelligent and you're talented, and you're beautiful, and you're unique, and you're good the way that you are. Like, everyone's a work in progress, but you're good right now. And you better feel blessed to feast on what I bring to the table, because I bring a lot, you know? Remind yourself of that. You have to. So, in terms of, like, tips, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. You know that. Some things that I learned in sessions that really helped myself are to put yourself first more often. Mm -hmm. Learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Just sit with it. Feelings are feelings. Thoughts are thoughts, not facts. They'll go away. Ignoring them doesn't help. So practice radical acceptance. What was that movie we watched about that? Inside Out. Yeah. (laughs) Encourage everyone. Watch Inside Out. (laughs) Watch it. But yeah, exactly. They're transient. Mm -hmm. They're not facts, again. Um, But... Talk to your emotions, validate them, because it's a part of who you are and it's part of your reality. Um, And also practice mindfulness, be present, be grateful, be kind, remind yourself of your value, try to radiate Mm self-love, and again, be mindful and selective of who you lend your presence to, because your energy has worth. You should not undervalue yourself. That's what I have to say. Oh my goodness, Stephanie. (laughs) That was such an... You should have heard me a year ago, guys. (laughs) I love that. That was such an encouraging and I think such a real conversation, man. Self-love is not always easy, but Mm -mm. definitely worth it. We need it. We need to prioritize ourselves uh, and I love that. Thanks, Steph. That was beautiful. (laughs) Well, catch us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Sit back and listen if you haven't already. And thanks for joining us today, guys. We are excited for our next episode. Yeah, I just want to say, guys, I'm actually so excited for the next episode. And you should be. We're having our first guest on. The brilliant Will You has a lot to say about our time when we were abroad in London. So tune in next week it's gonna be a good time so much fun all right thanks everyone bye